Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk USA. Are you tired of waiting for change? Tune into Blog Talk USA. Let your voice be heard on Blog Talk USA. Welcome, welcome everyone to Blog Talk USA. We are so happy to be here with you on this marvelous Monday. Let me tell you how you can always find us and listen to our live episodes and our archived programs. You can always call 515-605-9375 during any live program to listen live by phone. You can also go to blogtalkusa.com or blogtalkradio.com forward slash blogtalkusa. You can also find us in podcast form on iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Radio, or pretty much any place you can find podcasts. You can find Blog Talk USA podcasts and Marvelous Monday under that banner. Okay, let me give you over to your host, who I know has a great show lined up. So, Dr. (laughs) Shirley McKellar, Councilwoman. (laughs) Uh, Yes, good evening, daughter. How are you? Yes, we have some amazing things going on in the country, but it's always a pleasure to hear your voice right here rather than at the board. <laughs> so Likewise. I like having you at the board and I hear your voice. But good evening. I hope you've had a great day today, a great weekend. Uh, actually, I yes, started yes. my day off with a root canal today. So, but guess oh, what? Good I grief. Pain. I had an <laughs> good grief. I have an amazing dentist that did an outstanding job. And so I want to give kudos to her before we get started at Franklin Dental Clinic, uh, Dr. Donna Franklin Pitts, who did outstanding job today. So we appreciate her. So anybody that's listening that's out there in Tyler, Texas, if you're looking for a dentist, then go no further. Go to Franklin Dental Clinic. So how are you doing? Doing great. Doing just great. Good. So do we have our regular team on tonight yet? Trucking along, good, we have good, good. Pastor, Pastor Cooper's on. I'm sure Mr. Arthur will be on along shortly. And I do want to let everybody know, uh, to encourage others, I had my first vaccine shot last week, Woo-hoo. the Pfizer vaccine, yes. And I get my Very second good. one on Yay. April 25th. I didn't have okay. any side effects at all, so don't be scared out there. If you're eligible, please, please find out how you can get yours and get it now. Good, and I'm so glad you brought that up, Ms. Rihanna, because this coming, for those that are in the East Texas area, this coming weekend, Friday and Saturday, we have our next one scheduled at the church. It's North Tenaha Street Church of Christ. And so if you want to get your vaccine, call me here at 214 214- Six seven nine one six six two. It will be Friday and Saturday from ten until five p.m. I wanted to do it on Saturday for those persons who cannot get off during the weekday. They can come on Saturday. So, and guess what? We're going to have this is really going to be amazing. I'm going to have a lot of media out there because the very first person who ever got the convalescent uh, plasma lives right here in. 
our district in Tyler, Texas, East Texas, and we're going to have her out there. She's going to get her vaccine. She's a 16-year-old that was care-flighted up to Dallas, Texas, uh, because she was so sick with COVID. They, they were about to lose her, and so, da- so Tyler sent her to Dallas, and, boy, she has made history. She's going to be in a lot of history books, medical books, around the world uh, because she is doing amazing. She's a 4.0 student at one of the um, private schools here in Tyler, Texas, and her mother is a professor at one of the colleges at HBCU here in our area. So we're going to have her right there with us on, I think it's going to be Friday rather than Saturday uh, because I think that she's being uh, still on Zoom for her classes. And so we'll have her out there along with her brother, uh, who will be getting his vaccination. I think now she has turned 17. She was 16 when she came down with COVID, the first in our area to get it. And as I said, the first to get that convalescent plasma. So she has a story to tell. And so we're honored. And then once we uh, present her to the public here locally, we'll have her to come on to one of our shows so that she, uh, so she, can, she can get to tell us more uh, on the radio show. But I just thought I'd bring that out, and I'm so glad you mentioned it, Ms. Rihanna, and I'm so delighted that you got your first and that you had no problems. And so that's what we have to push to let people know that these vaccines are safe, that everybody is different, and you may have some kind of a reaction, such as uh, you may be a little cranky, you may have a sore arm, uh, you know, you may have some little sniffles or whatever, but it's far better than having COVID, and it's far better than death. So you can live to tell Mm -hmm. the story. So good evening, Pastor Cooper. How are you? Wonderful. I love that story. Good (laughs) evening. Yes, good evening. And before before we get started, I want to also mention that, and and preferably uh, Pastor Cooper will be with us, but on on the 25th, that, excuse me, strike that, is that right? Yes, Sunday the 25th of uh, this month, April, we're going to have a uh, stop, break the cycle, prayer vigilant that's going to be in Harvey, Hall Convention parking lot. Uh, everybody is to remain in their vehicles except people like uh, Pastor Cooper who will, will be praying for us. We're going to have several uh, pastors or preachers that's going to be out uh, there and praying for our country. Uh, we know that we have issues that have come about in the last 24 to 48 hours. I, I was really troubled. I can just tell you I was really troubled with what, what, hap- what happened with the lieutenant, uh, that uh, National Guard lieutenant uh, that was uh, confronted by the police officers, for which you know we're going to be talking about that tonight. I had that gentleman down on the ground, dragging him out of his car down on the ground. He's trying to tell who he was, had his hands up in the air, wanted to pull forward into a lighted area, so forth. But I'm not going to tell the story. We're going to tell it in a minute all together. So good evening, Pastor Cooper. I just wanted to throw that announcement out there. Oh, that, by the way, it's going to be from 4 p.m. until 5 p.m., and we'll have about seven pastors that will uh, and preachers that will be praying for this country. We're going to pray uh, with, with the pa- pandemic. We've got a lot of pandemics going on. We're going to pray for uh, the COVID, the vaccines, 
economic growth, the voter suppression, all of these things. And I'm, I'm going to ask specific pastors to key in on specific things that, that we want them to cover. We're going to pray for local, state, and national uh, things that are going on in our country. We're in some serious times. Am I right about it, Pastor Cooper? Amen. And, and we need prayer. Uh, prayer changes things. And we, that's not a cliche. That's, right. that's fact and that's real. Amen. That's, amen. Amen. We're looking forward to seeing you guys to get my uh, Johnson Johnson shot. I think that's this Saturday, if I'm not uh, uh, it's, mistaken. It's coming so, right. You're going to be here this Saturday, not Friday, correct, Pastor that, Cooper? This Saturday. That's correct. I hope you're going to be here this Saturday. Is the time. You'll be there. Okay. I'll, yes. you, you got it. You know, as soon as you come in, you got it. Because <laughs> you're going to be out there volunteering and helping us a little bit. We're going to have media out there and everything. And we'll also have media for the uh, 25th as well. So that's it. So, Pastor, tell me what's going on in your world, how the campaign is coming right along and everything. We got, we got people that are calling in. Uh, today we were able to uh, pick up our signs. Uh, as you know, my election is coming up on May 1, and so we've been out there putting uh, signs out today. I have an amazing team because, you know, physically I'm not able to do it just right now, but I have some outstanding team members who've been out there hustling in the streets already, putting the signs out. Uh, uh, First Sergeant is going to bring us uh, part, part, as as they say, part way, uh, part way, because he's got to get his in the in the uh, streets as well. But we got we have our door hangers that we're able to get out there and put on doors and knock and and let people know that they're there. We still have to do things very safely, as you know, and that's what we're being. So we're ready for this campaign on tomorrow night. And I'm going to send that Zoom to you on tomorrow night. We will be having our uh, forum, candidates forum. Uh, and the way they're doing it is it's going to be on Zoom, but the candidates will be uh, in place two by two by two so, uh, so that we could spread out. So the young lady that, uh, that's my opponent, and I will be there, and it's going to be at the Bethel Baptist Church, and then everything else will be on Zoom. So I can send that to you all if you want to tune in and watch if you have a chance. It's 7 o'clock Texas time. 7 to 8.15 is, uh, is how long it will be, and then there will be some that will be early on, and then there will be some that will come after, after myself. So that's what's going on with us here in East Texas and Tyler, Texas. And when, when Mr. Arthur comes in, we're going to talk more about, oh, been about some things. Well, you're the one that's making all the noise. So you're the one that's making all the noise. That's right. That's right. It's, it ain't nope. me. Uh, how are nope. you doing, Mr. Arthur? How are you doing? I'm doing all right. And about over here with yeah. me and the chicken. And the, and the chicken. And I'm not, not crowing. Okay, all right. Well, who is that making noises, Miss Rihanna? Miss Rihanna can tell immediately where noises are coming from. She's got that keen ear. But uh, let's let's kick off. Well, first hey, of all, we get going. <laughs> hey there. It's so great to have Miss Rihanna on this evening. And now the whole the whole team is here except Bishop Guillory. But uh, but at any rate. Um, why don't you start out with us for the evening, uh, Pastor Cooper? Excuse me, strike that, uh, Mr. Arthur, and, and and let Pastor Cooper and all the audience and Miss Rihanna know some of the things that you've been working on uh, there, and and prayerfully that I will be able to journey down to um, to Austin on the the twenty fourth 
uh, have to jump me a plane and uh, take my caregiver, and we we run on down there. Uh, so you want is this something you can talk about right now, Miss Arthur? I really can't. Uh, 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 okay. You know, say no nothing worries. as far as like da 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 da. But I will say okay. that uh, okay. uh, we we are planning we we are planning uh, on a uh, bull corner voter suppression rally on the twenty fourth uh, down in Austin, Texas. And like I say, so we have I can't get any any, any specifics, but we will be getting back sure. with our information. But basically, basically what we want to do is uh, is is uh, uh you know bring bring attention to these. Uh, terrible voter suppression bills that they have uh, that they're about to pass here in the state of Texas, and uh, and in the process of doing this, uh, the, you know, this rally, the the main purpose and focus is going to be to put the focus on East Texas. East okay. Texas is, and, and I've always told you this, and then you've always told people too. Uh, East Texas uh, has over a million black people uh, in yes, that sir. area, it's like 38 counties. And so those are the most suppressed, since we're talking about voter suppression, those are the most suppressed, uh, 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 this most suppressed area for black folks uh, in Texas. So right. uh, so we just got to, so we have to start one of those liberation movements. Uh, we'll probably have to have freedom riders. I hope not, but, you know, we may have to have freedom riders. <laughs> uh, we, well, we you know, know what that's about, though. Yeah, yeah, but but we do have some uh, uh, you know, some great organizations that 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 that, that I believe is going to be working with us, uh, like the NAACP, uh, 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 the Poor People's Campaign, led by uh, William Barber, uh, top Dr. 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 Uh, William the, Barber. Yeah, yeah, right. top. Right. Uh, that's one of the, uh, that's one of the uh, 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 big time organizations here in Texas. That's mm-hmm. that that does a great job at uh, arresting voters and so forth and so on. So, uh, so hey, so just hold, hey, hey, so just get ready for the, for the ready. You know, we're in that moment. It's that moment where uh, we're in that moment. Uh, we have to go and claim our rights. They're not gonna give them to us, y'all. They're not giving them to us. So uh, we, we gotta go and liberate our brothers and sisters in East Texas, uh, and uh, and elect us a black governor. <laughs> uh, ditto, ditto. Okay, so. Uh, so let me see. I don't know where we want to start. As a matter of fact, uh, Pastor Cooper and Miss Rihanna, uh, Mr. Arthur actually uh, went there with that voting. So if you, we want to start right there or if we want to start with the the trial and, and uh, uh, George Floyd's trial and then we know what just happened a, a few uh, blocks down the way uh, there in that same let, let Let's just go there for a few minutes. I Let me tell you. Medicine fascinates me, as as all of you know, and that's no secret. And so, so I was mesmerized sitting there uh, after I came uh, in from having my my um, my dental appointment uh, to listen to all of the uh, the cardiovascular uh, disease process and and all the uh, the history that 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 cardiologist was giving. Uh, it, it was it was to hear the anatomy and the physiology and listen. He had it down to a science, and he? he knew his stuff. And you didn't trick him. You didn't try to push information off like Eric Nelson was trying to to flip the switch, like he's tried to do on all the other witnesses that he's had. He's had. Now let me just say this, guys, and then I want you to jump in. Uh, as as an attorney, I know that everybody that hires an attorney 
should get the best that they can pay for and and the defense and all of that. But it would be very difficult for me as an attorney to take a case such as 9 minutes and 27 seconds. That's what I call that case. I call it 9 minutes and 27 seconds. What are your thoughts on that? Let's just dialogue on that just a little bit on and it may not be difficult for everybody, but it would be very difficult. I would have to say, look, I, I just can't handle this case. What are your thoughts? Well, you know, Let's we, go to the lady. Go ahead, Mr. Arthur. Go ahead. Okay. Well, you know, we live in well, you know we live in America where you know you know you, you, innocent until you're proven guilty theoretically. Absolutely. Absolutely. So so so, so everybody is entitled to a defense. Absolutely. Now, now, as far as how he feel, feels and all that kind of stuff, I'm sure the money made him feel better. Well, uh, well but he works for – who does he – oh, yeah, he he's a defense, right, defense attorney. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, defense attorney. Okay, and I'll, what, what, is, what does our ancestors say? All money is not good money? This is yeah, just me. I, I, mm-hmm. I could not because of – I mean, I, I just – I don't think – I'm but not an pull, attorney, and maybe it's easy way. for me. Go ahead. We'll post it this way, and sure, it puts this way. Uh, uh, okay, now there you are. There's a lot of black people have been in, the, in you know, in our history. You know, you sitting there mm-hmm. got this case, and you can't, you can't find nobody to come and defend you. Nobody. Nobody. To defend you. So I'm just and? saying. So, so, so just on a theoretical basis, uh, yeah. somebody need to go defend the guy. Now, oh, now, I agree. Really not, I, I that agree. Thing. But that's a personal. That's more of a personal thing. That is, I'm not an attorney, so I can't. And you I'll, know, so I'll, right. you got to understand that by doing this case, he's going to become famous. That attorney is, and that and that and that and, and that famousness is going to be worth millions of dollars. That would be true. All money is not good money. Go ahead, Pastor Cooper. Let let me hear from you because I'm just talking about me as an individual. I think. Even I don't care what profession that I would be in, I think that me, the me that I'm talking about, it would be most difficult for me to take that case on after seeing. Well, what if, well, what if you walked around Chauvin? What if you walked around Chauvin and he was about to die? Would you save him? Yeah. Sure I would. I'm a medical person. Oh, okay, okay, all right, okay. I, I think you'd be proud to defend him if he was a lawyer. If he was a lawyer. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I, I, I can only, I'm not a lawyer, so I can only go on what I feel right now. Defend, saving somebody's life medically, and, and because they, he didn't save, he didn't try to save that life medically. Yeah. You know. George Floyd's life, that's, that was a medical, that's, we're talking about medicine, or we're talking about standing in a courtroom. No, I'm talking about his attorney. No, 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 I'm talking about his attorney. I'm not talking about Chauvin. I'm talking about his attorney. I'm talking about his attorney. He's trying to save, he's trying to save somebody's life. Playing the devil's advocate here. He's trying to save somebody's life. Oh, I get that 100%. I get that 100%. I'm just talking about... I'm just talking about. I would have told my. I say, you know, somebody else got to work this case. I don't think I could. That's all I'm saying. This is like in med in medicine. Everybody can. I mean, I'm a blood and guts. I, I like intense. I like fast paced medicine, intensive care, emergency room, uh, combat medicine. Those are the kinds of things that I like. Uh, regular med surgery. That's a little medical. That's a little slow for me. Uh, mm-hmm. So 
I give that to somebody else. So the same thing with this, I think I'd give that to somebody else to handle. But anyway, he's a very smart, He's very, Eric Nelson is a very smart attorney. Go ahead, Pastor Cooper, you were about to share what your feelings are. Well, I think he took the case because uh, he believes in the case. You have to look at how he's defending that case. Yes, yeah, uh, sir. You know, it, it, it's just like the insur- insurrection. Uh, I, I was listening on Joe Madison this morning where they were talking about uh, officers that had only been officers for a year, officers have been officers for 20 years, thinking about retiring. It was there defending the Capitol. And uh, right. they're not receiving the right attention mentally or any other uh, wise, no compensation, uh not uh, receiving therapy for, for those issues. And they had a gallow there to hang the vice president of the United States. And if they had gotten a hold of him or Nancy Pelosi, they would have probably caused harm to him. So th- these are folks that, that really believe in what they're doing and what they're doing is right and righteous. Not only, watch this. I threw another word in there, and it just came out. Righteous. Okay. They believe that what they're doing is, is, is beyond right. It is righteous. Right. Right. I agree with you. I agree. Miss Rihanna, what about you? What are your feelings in regards to this? Well, my, my first thought um, was right where uh, Mr. Arthur was, that every American uh, is entitled to a vigorous defense. And innocent until proven guilty, I will, you know, defend that with everything I have. But there, there is just such a huge difference between creating, uh, between giving someone a vigorous legal defense that creates various little spaces for some sort of reasonable doubt, you know, doing what you have to do to create uh, those spaces for a rigorous defense. And, you know, there's a huge difference between that and feeding every single snake coming off the head of the racist version of Medusa that this mm-hmm. guy is doing, which brings us to Pastor Cooper's point. This mm. guy really believes, I mean, you don't just, um, exactly. you know, throw out those kind of breadcrumbs, those huge go. loaves of bread, if you don't believe in what you're doing, this guy's in it for the cause. He's down yes. with this. He's, he knows what he's doing. He's practiced this. He believes this. And he yes. believes that it's okay that he's doing this. And righteous, like Pastor Cooper said. Right. Right. I agree. I agree 100%. I, I, have, I still say, and, and I believe that every, I believe the same thing that everybody on this phone on this show does and that is that you should be innocent until proven guilty i'm just saying after seeing 927 i could not handle the case doesn't mean my partner Mm -hmm. over here did not i'm saying i'm not the one i'm not the one Mm -hmm. and that's all i'm saying (laughs) 929 929 okay i thought it was 927 but but I know it used to be eight. Hey, 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 Mike, hey, Mike, hey, 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 Mike, you heard that? Yeah. I, I heard. You. Yeah, I heard. <laughs> that's, that's we love it. you. We love you. So, so <laughs> no, that's fine. It, hey, how about this? Uh, five minutes was too long. One minute was exactly. too long. Period. Absolutely. So 
You yeah. get Nine worse seconds when you get high higher, very yeah. yeah. higher and higher and higher. I mean, after a while, it doesn't make any difference, right? Because he's he's gone. He's right. deceased. Right. He's deceased. So yeah. it, it's just uh, it's disturbing. So now let's let's move forward and let's talk about what's happening right there in that community. Again, we had somebody else, right? What's his name? Mm-hmm. Dante Wright. Was that right? Lieutenant. Is that the right? Uh, yes. No, no, not yeah. the lieutenant. Not, not yet. Oh, not, that not yet for the lieutenant. The lieutenant not was in lieutenant. Virginia. Okay. I'm talking about Virginia. right okay. here. Okay. Yeah, in the same in the same community, right? Go ahead, somebody take it and go. She turned back. The young child. The young child. I think. Let me see. I think he was 12 years old. Is that who you're talking about? Uh, the 20, the 20 year old that was killed over in what? What? It's right. It's not that far from where where Mr. Floyd lived in Minnesota. The 20 year old that was killed by the police oh. officer. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're right. Right. Yeah, yeah. His name okay, was yeah. Dante. Go Google that. Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. Dante uh, Wright. Yeah. She wrote upon him. Dante Wright. She wrote upon him and said, Yeah. Is, and the female, that's a female. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yes, Dante Wright is. She was reaching for, she's reaching for a taser and, and grabbed the gun and shot him by accident. She's right. trying to taser. Yeah, him. she 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 confused her weapon with a taser. A taser with her <laughs> gun, even though they're on different sides of her body. No. <laughs> oh my lord! Good lord. Mm-hmm. And, and they rolled well, up would, on him, and they say, and, and they say, you know, he had a, <clears throat> okay, so he had a, a warrant, warrant, but the warrant, all the stuff that was, at, you know, at, you know, say, you know, he may not have had, had even got it yet, but it was, there was stuff that was that didn't warrant even them coming up, even drawing no guns and acting like that. Exactly. You know, just because exactly. he had a, you know, he black and had a warrant. Oh, you got a warrant. Uh oh. You know, so, Mr. Can, can you pull that article up? And sh- and share that mm-hmm. uh, that article with us yes. on Dante or the shooting by police and of course they said accidental, but is, is she right. still at work? Uh, the officer who fatally shot uh, uh, Dante right during a traffic stop near Minneapolis says that she mistakenly right. confused her uh, gun for her taser. Uh, they mm-hmm. released a video as they tried to ease tensions in the brief clip of the body camera the video shows the officers uh, from Brooklyn Center Police Department trying to handcuff the driver before he suddenly lurches back into his car one of the officers whose name was has not been released and this may be an older article if we know who that officer is aims a weapon at Mm -hmm. him and shouts taser 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 and fires one round uh, he, Mr. Wright groans in pain, and then she says, um, pardon my language, but this is a direct quote, holy shit, I just shot him, uh, she shouted. The fatal shooting on Sunday took place in a region already at the center of national reckoning over police officers' use of force. Uh, the investigation uh. into Mr. Wright's death was beginning on Monday. Prosecutors in a courtroom less than 10 miles away completed the questioning of their witness on the trial of Mr. Chauvin um, in the death of George Floyd. Um, 
and, so and this just, is talking just, about they're bracing for unrest. Right. Well, the they city. already started it. And did you see the young mayor, the young black mayor? He look, he didn't look too much past twenty. Did you guys see him? The mayor of mm. that city is a young black fellow. That's that's right. And Dr. Keller, I'll remind you, you know him. You met him um, two uh, two three, so three years ago. Yes, he okay. was in um, Jewel Jones um, Millennial uh, um, uh, Forum at the Congressional yes. Black Caucus. Yes. Oh my goodness! Yes. I knew this guy looked so familiar when I saw his face. I said, yes. "This looks like he looks like someone I've seen before." He was in D.C. Yeah. At, at the Congressional Black Caucus. Right. Wow. Well, that's right. He was a speaker on that uh, young millennial um, panel. Joy. That's exactly correct. Yeah, he looks like a little kid. Well, well, you know what? You just brought in something, Miss Rihanna. Have you been tracking Joelle Jones, Representative Joelle Jones? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, Bishop has them on Saturday nights pretty regularly. Okay, what does he have to say? Um, oh, well, let me go to his Facebook about about these issues. No, about um, his about his issue. Does everybody oh, know who mm-hmm. Representative Joel who, who Jones is? He? is? Okay, who, who he's is a he? he's a he's a state representative in Michigan. He ran for city council in Inkster, Michigan. He was nineteen and won it hands down. And then then he then the uh, state rep position came up. He won it hands down. We've had him. We've been with him every year there in the, at the Congressional Black Caucus. He, we've we actually was going to bring. He's been on Zoom with us here, uh, talking to these youngsters and getting involved in voting uh, here in East Texas. Uh, and and he had a little snafu on. Oh darn it! He he, did. Yep. He, oh, I did. I thought you had not read, read that. Okay. Yes. Well, we'll move he on. Yeah, the snafu. Yeah, the snafu. He had a little snafu. A little bit of a snafu. <laughs> he's got too. Darn it. He's got too much going on. He actually is a. Uh, he's in the reserve component of the, of guard national guard, and um, and, and just a fine looking young man with a lot of uh, great potentials, uh, and we've just been pushing him really hard. Uh, and uh, one day right. he was talking about become, uh, running for Congress, uh, but he moved from city council up to uh, state rep and just like in a flash and uh, has a lot Life going on. Life moves fast so. for him. Yeah. He's, he's been like, in the fast maybe, lane for a minute. <laughs> And maybe too fast because sometimes people yeah. cannot handle those fast lanes. Yeah, that you remember fast. that's what you, you, you remember that's what happened to Jesse Jackson Jr. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You're correct. You're correct. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes because people really didn't want him to, to move out of that uh, city council position, they wanted him to stay there for a minute. And that's uh, right. but he didn't. He went on uh, and ran, and 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 that's actually. The city where uh, Danny Walker comes from, the Danny Walker Morning Inkster. Show, mm-hmm. Inkster, Michigan, and you know you remember all the bad water issue. But I mm-hmm. used to tell him, well, we don't have to leave uh, our own territory uh, to talk about bad water. We can stay in our own communities mm-hmm. and talk about bad water, even though Inkster, yeah. Michigan, got the brunt of uh, talking about uh, the bad water. So, so yeah, that's well, it. So anyway, now, okay, ahead. well, that's just hard. Yeah. yeah, I posted yeah. him a couple of times. I posted that young man a couple of times, uh, you know, his move yeah. up. 
well, yeah. you know, so I, I, I hate to see but, but you know, you got to understand. Okay. He's young. He's young. Yeah. He didn't right. know nothing. Yeah, he, very, he, I mean, he was winning. He was young. winning, but he didn't know nothing. He was winning. He, was, he right. didn't know nothing. And that's so I'm just saying, right. so, so, so it's kind of like the people that support him should have told him, hey, uh, well, go to college did. or do no, what no, you need no, to do. No, 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 you didn't hear me. They did. He they had a lot of people stay. telling him. Yes, a lot of different, right. Yeah. And they told, they tried to get him to stay in that city council position for a while, learn a little bit more because you're 19, you're just getting into politics. Yeah, you won this. Mm. Stay there and learn and then move up yeah. later on. But uh, he jumped right in there, jumped right on back out there, mm-hmm. and won that represent. He was the youngest, youngest in the country in those positions. Well, he was right. twenty years of twenty years of age. But did he have? A, well, 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 where did he get his money from? You mean to you run know, for the he, seat? He had a lot of grassroots. Where did he get his money from? He had a lot of gra- lots of grassroots. He lots of grassroots people were involved in but, pushing but him and so start getting a couple big donors yeah, but, I need to look up yeah, but who they where are he get and, his money from you know like right, money that he go we just told pay you. his rent with well, and and pay his groceries with you know, well, where you get he, that money he from was, he, he was in the military he worked i mean it's not that he was not working he was working and so he became a police and, and, officer during he, all he this? was a police officer. Yeah, he was. He was. That's who he worked for the he, police department. Uh-huh, yes, he was doing. He was doing too much. That's, that's, that's right. What we, that's what we're that's saying. Right. He was a full time yeah, police officer, and then he was in the reserve component, and then he was in on city council, and then he moved on up to the state rep, and he didn't listen when the, so when the people there. So, uh, so what happened? Dry, dry, he was dry, driving, driving too fast. Had an accident driving, and then I think he had been drinking. He didn't okay. want did, to stick around. Did anybody get killed? Did anybody get killed or hurt anything? No, oh, no, 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 no. That didn't happen at all. No, no, but, but it, it, he Arthur, brought more hurt to himself than young, anybody. He's but, a young black man, so the scrutiny on him is going to look like he killed a couple people. Yeah. I mean, well, that would be thing. true. That's well, you know, the pressure yeah. that, that he knows he's under well, you know, and the pressure that he puts on himself, too. Exactly. Yeah, that's it was, true. We, let me tell you, so, you know, like the universe, you know, the universe is kind of weird when it communicates sometimes. The universe might have been telling him to slow down. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Yes. That's true. Because this is, unfortunately, the second time this mm-hmm. sort of thing, this happened in 2018. Exactly, and, and, and his life oh, dropped it real fast. Yeah, they dropped it in oh, 2018. Oh, oh, this is the second one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the second. Oh, so well, yeah, I didn't well, tell you to go go get help and move on. Some, go ahead. What was that, Pastor Cooper? Uh, I was just saying that he's young enough to where he can go and get some assistance, and then he can move on exactly. and have a better that's foundation right. that's in the right. future. Yeah, that's he's right. young enough. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, stay, yeah. Stay, stay, stay away from the bottle. I mean, it's no good for you. You know, yeah, and you it's certainly if you're gonna drink, if you're gonna drink, you certainly don't get behind the vehicle and drive. That's know. right. Well, you know, if you don't, but he's got well, a you know, good support moving. system. He's got a great yeah, mom, he has great family. He does. He yeah. sure does. Mm-hmm. And, and and he has us who are great, his great supporters he as has well. Us. He because, knows he has us. Yeah. that's right. And he mm-hmm. knows knows that. I I said I was gonna reach out to him in a day or so after things settle down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. much love to him. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, listening. Yeah, he for that young man. Yeah, because he's he's a fine, he's a very ha- very handsome yeah. young man. He's smart. 
I mean, he's got, yeah. he's got a lot of things on the ball. I mean, listen, he could easily move up into Washington, D.C. This young man, they gave him carte blanche. Miss Rihanna could tell you in Washington, D.C., doing the Congressional Black Caucus because everybody oh, yeah. is proud of what he's doing. And it was able to, to to put on that big event for all of those young folks who are mm-hmm. uh, who are trying to, to climb the ladder mm-hmm. that he was, he's been at. And I have him on down here as being um, a, a, mold, a role model for some of these young folks to try to get them more involved politically. Mm-hmm. And he was outstanding in everything that he's done. He's a great speaker. So right. you just need this to can make him you know, so much stronger. This really can. He so. can take something yeah. from this and be so right. even stronger than he was. And I believe he will. That's the kind of person he I is. We're so. here for him. I think so. I think so. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So go ahead. Go ahead, Mr. Arthur. You were about to say something. No, no, I say, you know, sometimes, you know, we have to, you know, as, as, as supporters, of, you know, of that young man, uh, you know, we have to uh, sometimes, you know, when we see somebody like him that's gifted and, and, and you know, you know, like that, we we have to really, really, you know, bring him along with some mental awareness <laughs> and stuff like that because, you know, like, sure. you know, kind of like, you're kind of like football players in a small town. You know, they grew up, mm-hmm. they're the hero while they're playing. That's then right, as soon that's as, right. Uh, and as soon as they graduate, don't nobody know them no more. But mm-hmm. it, right. And then mm-hmm. some of them, some of them have a, you know, have a thing where, wow, right, because they got used to, you know, all the other yep. boys. And, and so I'm yeah. just saying that, uh, you, you know, sometimes, you know, we have to understand, you know, when we're encouraging people to do stuff, we'd be encouraging them to do the right, you know, you know do as best they can yep. and have them understand right. that, hey, look, you know, you're special right now. But you don't know everything. You, know exactly. you may be moving up, but you really don't know everything because some things just come with experience, and that's what you don't. That's you ain't it. gonna have that till you get it. Yeah, you ain't have that till you yep. get it. That's it. So, you know, until the end, you know, you're trying to figure stuff out. And so I'm just saying, right. you know, sometimes you, you know, we move people just because we like them and, and not well, understanding. Uh, you know, we vote for them because we think we can manipulate and control them because they're so young and so right. inexperienced. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. 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 Yeah. So the world, yeah, the world allows you to move up quicker because they think they can manipulate you as you have power. Mm-hmm. And power. Yeah. We united you, mm-hmm. we teamed you, now we control you. So exactly. Uh, the, the, those point. are the costs. And see, yeah. And see, and, and, and see, and another thing like young men like that. And I was telling somebody about it. Like, okay, Ron Price. Ron Price is a good example. What I'm finna say. Mm-hmm. You know, there mm-hmm. are mm-hmm. there are political types. Uh, here in Texas, and I'm sure all you know, all through America, that they like scout young political talent like they do, uh, you know, young football players in junior high or something, you know. And okay. when they see that you got some skill set, you know, they roll up on you, and mm-hmm. you know, you know, like you know, kind of take care of you a little bit. And so right. I'm just saying, and, and so basically, and so basically, you know, people that people that's raised like that, you know, through that political system, you know, at some point, you know, they're not gonna belong to us. At sure. some point, sure. mm-hmm. yeah, you know, and I'm just saying, so I don't know which road to the world, yes, in the community, uh huh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yes, yeah, so, you know, so I don't know what road he's on, but you know, he right. needs, uh, mm-hmm. you, you know, he needs to, uh, you know, get himself some self before he moves too much further up, because if he don't, well, he, right. he 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 gonna be, you know, he gonna lose himself, he gonna, you know, have that, that would be true, and we we even connected him, Miss Ronica, tell you, we connected him with Christian Gooden. 
Christian now lives mm-hmm. in he's, he's going to be working on his master's at Michigan State and so that's just a few minutes from in, from where uh, actually uh, Joel mm-hmm. uh, lives so they have reconnected and all that and the, re, the way that I found out what happened to him that day was was because a Christian said uh, he said pray mm-hmm. for um, Representative Joel uh, he had a little snafu today and so right uh, so that's it. And I had not mentioned mm. it to Miss Rihanna. So anyways, we, we're still pulling for him 100%. Right, so, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely, so, definitely, definitely. It's a bump in the road. Bump, bump in, in the, the road. road. Yeah. It can happen. Bumps in the road happen, right, to everybody. <laughs> they they well, happen to every single one of us. <laughs> and, and did, yes, right, in different ways. That's exactly all different right. kinds of so, bumps, but bumps nonetheless. All different kinds. And so, so that's why. Well, I'm putting, and I'll share this with you guys, and then we can move on. We can continue to talk a little bit more about about this, uh, these these killings, and then we can talk a little bit about the trial. But but my next town hall meeting, and I think I mentioned this to you guys uh, about the chronic uh, chronic to crisis, and, and how the black community uh, can use, and, and that's that's every community, the black and brown community. I, I live in the black community and the brown community, so. So that's been some of my focus, but but how we can use the lessons from the COVID-19, from all of these disparities that we talk about in our communities, and and these 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 are not just disparities in the black community, uh, but the but the black people are more affected by these disparities. Because let's talk a little bit about this voter suppression that's going on, but how how we can prepare from the lessons that we learned and to get ready for the next big uh, disaster that we're going to have, right? Go ahead, and, and this is First Sergeant. I'm going to bring him in. Go, go ahead, anybody, and, and talk about any, any of this. Just one second. Uh, go ahead, go ahead uh, Governor. Hey, Doc. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's exactly what we experienced in Austin when we were uh, fighting against House Bill 6 and Senate Bill 7. Uh, I understand all that stuff is, is moving right along there in the state of Texas, which we have to continue to protest, and that's what we were doing when we had all of the coalitions together there uh, with the Slab Riders, Texas Black Coalition, NAACP, a few other groups out there, Brother Benny, uh, Streets and Politics. Uh, we made some friends out there, even stood uh, uh, in, in, in unity with the Asian community. So it's going to take all of us to continue to fight this. But, again, where we've always fought this is at the polls. We have to vote folks out that's not thinking like us. And and, and it's, I wouldn't say it's too late, but it's almost too late because of the fact that they have the numbers in order to pass these type, these type of bills. So, yes, we will continue to uh, uh, create these campaigns to fight. Uh, we will continue to protest. But at the same time, what we have to do is continue to uh, register people to vote. Make sure that they vote. Inspect what we expect. We can't do like what Harris County did. It had 326,000 people registered to vote, but they didn't show up at the polls. We have to vote these people out that's trying to uh, make these bills pass like what's going on. We cannot stand for it. Great. The good point, uh, Go ahead, Mr. Arthur. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, let me say this. Uh, also, uh, you, know, you know, you have to understand, now, you know, we roll with, we roll with moral authority, and, 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 you know, you can't there, – there's no vote that the state house can take that they can win against moral authority. 
So, you know, so the road that I'm on, uh, it don't make a difference how they vote because, uh, you know, what's going to come next is going to be what's going to come next. So that's a, that's a vote. They know they're wrong. They're just going to let everybody know how wrong they can be publicly. And so we're going to help them. Okay. So then, Miss Rihanna, I want you to go and pull up. I don't know if you guys, speaking of Harris County, I don't know if, Pastor Cooper, if you saw uh, Chris on last night, our, fin- our financial director for the Texas uh, Democratic Party, uh, and he as well as a member of the Texas Coalition of Black Democrats. He was on talking about uh, the one voting box that they wanted to give. And then last night, Brian Hughes was on uh, MSNBC, and he was trying to defend uh, the uh, one box or should not have any boxes. And he says that it should not, that you should not be able to drop uh, a, a ballot into a box it should be a live person there, and you shouldn't have all of these uh, mail-out ballots being mailed out to people. And uh, he just says uh, we have 400 open cases of, uh, of voter suppression in Texas. And, he, and then, but he didn't name out any other one, but he named out, guess, the, guess which one he named out? He named out the issue over in Longview, and he says they have those black men that ran for uh, county commissioner. Uh, We have that case in the court of law down in Austin right now for voter suppression. Now, he said there's 400 open, but guess which one he named out? He named out the black men. Okay, say it again because I want to be clear about what you're saying. Okay, now, okay. Now, who is this guy? Who, who's this guy? This, this, Brian, uh, oh, Brian yeah, you know Brian Hughes. You know Brian Hughes. Okay, you say it's a case of, of voter suppression that's in Austin? Brian Hughes. Was, we, you know who Brian Hughes is, right? Brian uh, yeah, Hughes yeah, exactly, is yeah. the state rep. He's a state, he's a state senator for our district down here. And so Republican, he was on M- Republican or Democrat? Yes, Republican or Democrat? <laughs> We have no Democrat uh, senators. Well, we got one. Yes, we do. Uh, down in the Houston area. Yeah, but the folks, may not, no, know, folks listening yes. may not know that. Okay, yes. He, that's true. Thank you. He's a Republican for senator for East Texas uh, at, on the state level. And he was on MSNBC on last night. And he said, we should not have anything but people going and standing in lines to vote. There should not be a box where they can drop uh, ballots off. It should be only a, a live person to receive ballots. And he says, he says to the lady, she says, but but it has not been proven that there's any voter suppression in Texas. He says we have 400 cases of voter suppression in Austin right now at at the court level. And okay, okay, you saying suppression? I, I don't think you mean suppression. I don't think you mean suppression, do you? Voter fraud. No, he said voter fraud. I'm so sorry. Yes, uh, please forgive me. Voter, we have 400 cases of voter fraud, and and so that's why he says that we should not have all of these other. We should not have mail ballots. We should only have people standing in line. But my point that I wanted to make of all these 400 fraud cases that he says are in Austin right now. He only named one, and he named, and he says we have a black man that ran for county commissioner in Longview. You know about that one in Greg County, right? You guys know about that in Greg County? 
Never history. I mean, you can Google you. it for, yeah, you can Google that if you, and, and bring it forth. And that's the one he named out. He didn't name, he didn't name any of the 399 others. He named out that one. And so he made it look like, and, the, and let me tell you why he did that. He did that because mm-hmm. they were saying a voter suppression, which was where I was really trying to go, voter suppression against black people. So that's why he wanted to bring out that there was a black person down there in Gregg County uh, mm-hmm. that, that and, see, and, and he said, and, and, he said and, and, that they have, they, have said, they have said that they were guilty. Go ahead, Mr. Arthur. And, and, and by the way, and I'm sorry, uh, First Sergeant, just a minute, Ms. Rihanna, First Sergeant is coming on. He may already be on, uh, but he's tuning in to oh. us. Go ahead, Mr. Arthur. First Sergeant, press and, one and on the all, line that you're and on. That's, and that's all the more reason that we need to uh, uh, go to East Texas and liberate that system down there of, of voter suppression. You know, because, again, see, like, you know, it's part of the playbook. It's part of the book kind of playbook. Now they want to pretend, oh, no, it's voter fraud. Well, okay. Oh, it, it, you know, it could be both of them, you know, so, 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 you know, so they want to, well, so, you know, they don't want to present it. Well, they don't want to present it as an either or thing. Well, you know, what if it's this one? It can be that one. So I'm just saying, again, right. like I said, we roll right. with all authority, so it don't make a difference what he say. Uh, we need to have these organizations, we need to have NLACC do a targeted uh, uh, get-to-vote program. We need Poor People's Campaign, who's good at talking to uh, poor white people, uh, get them into work with black people, uh, uh, and, and, and tops. Like they're good at, good at uh, you know, getting folks registered and, and getting folks aware and educating people. So, you know, we just need to get the resources down there, you know, irregardless of what they're talking about. Because, of course, you know, you know they're going to do what they're going to do. You know, which is why we didn't have this uh, Bull Connor voter suppression rally. Push back on. Hey, that. explain to them who's Bull Connor. A lot of young folks don't know who that is, brother Arthur. Uh, 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 for the folks that don't know Bull Connor, uh, uh, you know me and Shirley do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he, he, he was a mm-hmm. he, he was a full service racist, full service. I mean, <laughs> you know, uh, 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 you know, CT Vivian trying to vote, he busted him aside to hit. Uh, mm-hmm. Stood in the schoolhouse, though, right? Uh, did the police brutality with the with the dogs, and so well, you can just right. you know, you know he on your phone now, so just go say Bull Con and see what come up. And so uh, mm-hmm. this guy, like that, he was just a full service racist. He did the whole thing. So, uh, and I and I think that what what these legislators are doing down in the state of Texas, they doing a Bull Con. They doing the whole thing, the whole thing. Right. So right. if if you think if you think East Texas was suppressed, you know, before passed right. these laws, this is like this is like snuffing folks out. Right. And so, you know, and so we can't stand for that. So we gotta again, like say, you know, we gotta you know, we're gonna call the people that's working that's working on this issue down there, we're gonna call them freedom riders and freedom fighters. Right. Because that's what you're gonna have to do down there to get to get done what we're talking about. So you, let, let's take a look, Miss Rihanna. If you can, if you can Google that case, and, and, and I don't know if First Sergeant made it in or not, but if you can Google that case, his name is his name is Commissioner Shannon Brown, forty nine years forty nine year old guy, and it had to do with mail ballots, and and it was like twenty three different ballots, I think that uh, that was. Hey, hey, let's talk to him about that press conference today that Gary Blesso them had also. 
So that was yes, very absolutely. important. Yes, yes ab- you're, ab- you're absolutely correct. But so I, 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 I guess the thing that we have to do is cover both sides of the fence and see. I don't know uh, how that actually turned. I, I think they said that that uh, they did plead guilty. There was there was even an 84 year old uh, gentleman that that they got tied up in in the midst of this, and he was running against a black female, and uh, and she filed suit because she said, I I know I won that. And and I know it mm-hmm. wasn't uh, fairly done, so mm-hmm. we should see what happens. Well, well like I say, sure. Look here. Go ahead. Sure. Look, yes, sir. Look, here's my thing because we have a lot of experience with this up here in Dallas, and, right? And and, and and I tell all my black political friends, young ones, I, I, I talked to them this weekend, and I told and okay. I tell them the same thing. I say, look, I say, look, if you can't afford to be in a position. You don't need to be yeah. in a position. There you go. I say so. You, you know, you, you know, you can't be, uh, you know, can't be a broke representative of the community. If your thing <laughs> is to make, if your thing is to make you a living off of, off that from the beginning, then, you know, as soon as, as soon as somebody uh, hear about your light bill ain't being paid, you know, they gonna come help you out. I said now, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm just saying, you know, you gotta, you know, and, and that means you're gonna be susceptible to, to like the FBI games that they play. Right, you know, get, you know, or right. somebody come through, and, and uh, you know, like up here in Dallas, it's like the big guys always get away with the money and a little bitty time or no time. That's it. And the black folks get the time and a little bitty money. So, so all right. I'm gonna say is, it, if you don't do that, at least get enough money where we can say we know we know why you was tempted. But you know, the, yeah. the kind of little bitty money yeah, that our people yeah. there for. They don't have enough money. It's just not enough. Yeah, it's just I'm, ridiculous. I'm not going to. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Miss Rihanna, Dr. Richard Hagney is trying to get in. If you can press his number, he's in 903-978. So if you can bring him oh, in. Yes, he's, let me he's get that. To... I'm sorry, Dr. Good evening, Dr. Yeah, Dr. McKellar. Thank you. Oh, and then First Sergeant. Oh. Good evening, First Sergeant. How are you? I, I'm blessed. Uh, it's It's been a rough day and a rough night. Uh, this O'Connor, Eugene is his first name. Um, he would not survive in California. Uh, of what I'm reading, <laughs> he would not survive. Mm-hmm. Okay. Black okay, Panther so- Party would have truly invest- invested in him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I got you now. <laughs> yeah. Well, he know right. Bull Connor. He know Bull. <clears throat> yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Well, Okay, let's see. Uh, Dr. Hagney, you there too? Oh, yes. Good. Okay, good evening. So yes. the gang's all good here. Evening. Well, first, first Sergeant, we, we're going to allow you just a few minutes. First Sergeant, we, we, we forgot to uh, open up so that uh, Pastor Cooper could say so. If you all want to say a couple of things about your campaign and then we can go back to, uh, we can go back to, because we got a lot to talk about tonight. There's so much going on. Uh, in this country is unbelievable. I, I tell you what, I can't keep up. But but, but let me just tell you the thing so Miss Rihanna can make note of it so that I don't forget. I want to I want to focus on the children at the border, and, and then I, I want to talk just a little bit more about that case over there in Minnesota, and then we're going to talk about a little bit more about um, about George Floyd's case. But just all of this stuff, and then we're going to talk about the lieutenant what happened with him, and then we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to have uh, Dr. Hagney to bring us up to date on COVID-19 and all the people and the things that we're doing here in our local area. 
to try to make sure that we vaccinate the black and brown people and all people. Uh, but but we're going to talk about the statistics on that the black and brown people are way at the back of the bus still in comparison to others getting that vaccine. And then we'll talk about our event that we're going to have on the 25th of, of April. So I know Ms. Ron has made note of those things that we can cover. Go ahead, First Sergeant. Yes, and Share with us uh, what you'd like for us to know in regards to your campaign, how the campaign is coming along, and uh, you got your, your uh, what, uh, door hangers and you're ready to rock and roll. Let's hear from you. That me. is truly correct. That is truly correct. And thank you all, and thank you, Dr. McKellen, and thank you, family. You know, East Texas, Texas, we're, we're doing an amazing thing down here. You know, I was in the last minute of running in this race, and I'm just as equal and, and just evidence that I am up there in the same level as those who raised, they quote, a million dollars. But yes. if that was truly the case, they would, you would probably see those who got billboards. There's an individual down here who got every billboard, every sign, and, and you know, I hope he got big pockets. But I don't, and, of course, my governor don't have my governor opponent. Yeah. You've got to help us. You've got to help mm-hmm. us because it takes gas. I just, we just paid uh, $800 to have door hangers. All that is based on donations, uh, the gas, the volunteers. You know, my volunteers, I like to feed because, you know, they're working to help us. Not me. They're helping the work and help us. So, folks, we need donations. If you can volunteer to do block talk, to to walk, to do block talk, we need you. Please call Eddings, E-D-D-I-N-G-S, for Congress, my campaign manager, my field director, even I will personally answer the phone. And truly, we're here to represent you, the people. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to give this back to the people. You've been dogged too much, and I'm just flat out saying it. Hmm. We've been dogged, and I want to take responsibility. I want to be the one to be held accountable because I've been doing it for over 42 years. Very good. Outstanding for Sergeant. So you heard it, uh, Eddings for Congress, that's the website as well. I proudly serve as uh, First Sergeant's treasurer. So, yes, we're accepting donations. We're about to get to the end of the time for, I think it's already expired, though, for, no, it may be a, a, another day or so that you can send, but you can, whether, whether it's at the end of this reporting period or not, uh, send, send the cash money in. You can go on to Act Blue, Eddings, Eddings for Congress, and then, Touch that donate button. It goes straight to uh, Act Blue, and uh, and and there you are. And we got two amazing candidates. Well, we got three amazing candidates on here, but I'm I'm I'm, uh, I'm partial to those two, and so we're pushing them and getting them ready. First Sergeant is is in a quick election, as you know. Special elections don't take very long; they just happen really, really quickly. And, uh, and then, of course, uh, May 1st is the election time, and both I want both he and myself to be elected on the same day. I'm going to be reelected, and I want him elected to Congress District 6, and that's Tarrant County, Ellis County, and Navarro County. And so we're going to be pushing that uh, voters bus through uh, Tarrant County, 
and uh, and then we're going to bring that voters bus. Well, it's going to be uh, not a bus, but it's going to be the van through East Texas. And and I tell them all the time, uh, don't don't forget East Texas because we already talked about how many non-registered or registered voters that are right here in East Texas that can help. So, first Sergeant, keep your boots on the ground. And, yes, you are equal to, I don't care, money, in my opinion, does not dictate the quality of the candidate. And that's where we have to change that mindset that we have in this country that you are only viable if you raise a million, gazillion dollars. No, mm-hmm. you're viable mm-hmm. because you have the people at heart. Go ahead, Pastor Cooper, and tell us what you want us to know about your campaign, please, sir. And, and that's the main thing. Uh, being at the top of the ticket, we, we're reaching back to U.S. Congress people, uh, uh, justice of the peace, uh, commissioners, city council people like yourself, and we're trying to make sure that we lift up every voice. And that's the reason why we put all raising money right now until after the local and city elections and the special election with, with first sergeant. So we're supporting everyone else in their race. And as we do that, we're, we're lifting up the voice that we are going, taking it to the streets. You saw us in Austin, Texas. We went viral on one station, 300,000 yeah. hits, almost a million hits collectively. And so that is something that our campaign team came up with. And we're coming up with even more uh, stops pushing HB6, uh, uh, putting a stop to HB6 bill, Senate House Bill 7, pushing uh, uh, all, all of the George Floyd acts. This is what we're doing. We're, we're acting as if though we're already at our own table. We're no longer asking, us to, uh, asking people to invite us to the table. We're coming to the yes. table with our own menu, and we talked about that. We're going to uh, uh, stop the flu deserts, the pharmacy deserts. We're going to work with yes, uh, Dr. Hagney. We're going to work with all of these folks <clears throat> to make sure that our voices are heard and talk about the things that's going on at our kitchen table when we come to Austin with our table. Outstanding. And, and your, your website, I loved it. That's outstanding. And your website or how we can reach you, uh, Pastor Cooper, as well for donations to your campaign? Cooper for Texas, uh, Cooper, CooperforTexas.com. You can find us right Very there. Very good. Very good. So you've heard it out there, and it doesn't matter which area of the country that you live in. And, and, and for those people who don't know, I have been preaching forever that Texas is a battleground state. Finally, somebody is listening to that. I said it because <laughs> the fact that we got a million voters down here in East Texas that everybody just overlooked. And Ms. Arthur can tell you, Pastor Cooper can tell you, everywhere I go, everywhere, Mr. Arthur, everywhere I go, I talk about East Texas. Don't forget East Texas. I'm out there waving my East Texas flag and First Sergeant as well because he's always in Washington, D.C. with us. Everybody knows that he worked with my campaign all while I ran for Congress. So he knows, he knows what that congressional seat is all about. He is the guy for that job out there in District 6. Pastor Cooper is the gentleman for this job for the state of Texas because we need equity and equality for all mankind in this state. We don't have it, but we're going to make sure that we get it. And thanks to Mr. Arthur and the work that he is doing uh, to pull us all together down here because he reached down to East Texas. He's really an East Texan himself originally, so he reached down to East Texas and say, let's bring East Texas alone. Let's take them up to uh, up to uh, 
to the Capitol in Austin, and let's make sure that we get these things taken care of. It's time for us to stop standing mm-hmm. on the necks of people at the voting booth. We've had enough people standing on necks, right? We've had enough of that. So we got to get better and Amen. do better. So thank you, gentlemen, hey, for that. Hey, Shirley, the rally theme is going to be on to East Texas. On to East Texas. <laughs> I love it. On, on, to, there, I like on to East Texas. I like that too. Okay, well, we'll go ahead and we'll, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about uh, COVID-19 and we'll bring Dr. Hackney in. Uh, it's 9.03, so we'll switch gears a little bit and go to that, and then we'll come back to wherever Ms. Rihanna has us set up to come back to. Go ahead. Yes, yes. Dr. Hagney and I were together this past Friday, and he'll tell you about what happened there and how we're moving forward toward the weekend. But go ahead, Dr. Hagney. Oh, very good. It's a really exciting time in East Texas, uh, what we're doing with this task force and the uh, standing the clinics up. But also we're learning a lot about the, uh, what the task force represents as we talk about the infrastructure across uh, the state, all individuals involved from the churches all the way to the other groups, uh, and we are very excited about what we're saying. But, you know, another thing we're, we're learning, people, uh, we, we don't learn, we already knew it, people begin to recognize that we have a capacity to do things in East Texas uh, for, for a long time. I think people saw look, thought Dallas would take care of East Texas or Houston would take care of East Texas. But East Texas began to stand up on its own. People began to listen to East Texas. They began to recognize the individual here in East Texas. But also, individually, East Texas recognize why we are why we are in the past, present, and also if we don't do anything about it, we'll be in the same place in the future. And, and what's, what's important is happening is that uh, historically, uh, Washington group always want to go through those old established groups they work for years who tend to represent uh, our community, and that really never did happen. Because when you look at the results, the stats we have now, it's clear that all those older groups did not do much for when you look at equity and health and disparity in healthcare as related to our numbers. So that means this whole there need to be a whole shift. Uh, and that means we have to be at the table and also we're recognizing that the significant role of um, black healthcare professionals, healthcare professionals of color have to have a voice. Not only have a voice, we have to be able to create things, we have to do things on our own for ourselves. Because when we were first posting these fights up here, I know a lot of people really were concerned and we could do it because it never been done before and all that. I'm excited to say that like last, and Doc mentioned last Friday, and also what's coming up uh, this Friday in Saturday at, uh, at Tenaha, this is going to be very impressive. It's going to be showing what we can do ourselves in the community. Anchored with the black church, I, I've, been, I've been emphasizing that, I continue to emphasize that, our community go where the black church go. And, and we are partnering with some major pastors in East Texas, major churches, and we're going to have a fantastic uh, site this weekend at a, at a facility that's impressive. We have volunteers there, uh, and, and we're all ready to go. And the impact is going to be very significant. But also what we're doing there, we have created a, uh, a, uh, a survey. You may say a survey. See, uh, when the individual and also the importance of learning is about voter registration, there's more to get someone to vote. You need to know what other needs they have. Uh, Amen. What's happening, and, and you know, uh, and, and we talked to the Democratic Party about that. There's a possibility they need to have a, a flyer alone. You're not going to someone to do it. You need to also find out what's going on with them. 
and, and it's really centered around relationship building. There's, a, there's yeah. a major need to build a relationship with our community, not talking down to our community, not assuming what our community needs, but listen to our community and build a relationship with our community. And this is what's amazing what's happened with our health care program, this task force. We are listening to people. We are, we are they're involved. Uh, and we are both that survey I mentioned. You know, you have you see all these lines around the country and people go in and get the vaccination, but nobody ever asks them a question. It kind of normal so many people got in this, this vaccination and that looks exciting. But those things, nobody really asks them any questions. You know, why are you there? Or what do you think? Why did it take you so long? And what about your diabetes? Or what about your health care? What about the individual, your doctor, your non-doctor, how you've been, how been, how you've been treated in this so-called health care delivery system? We have developed a survey that we are going to uh, sort of look at it this weekend at uh, Tenaha. I'm excited about yeah. that because we, uh, we as a group, you know, we listen to all the other everybody else report about us, uh, looking at us and report for us. Very seldom have we done anything for ourselves to document how we feel about something. This survey is going to be very significant because we are going to ask individuals uh, about 10 questions about that. So, when, for example, you think about going to our retail pharmacies and they give you the shot and you leave there, you don't, they, you ask, they ask you no questions. All they want to give you that shot. They don't want, so what we're finding out is that we need to know what people, where people are. Ask them a question. Let them, let them know you're concerned about them totally. And that, that means building a relationship with them. And that's why the pastors in the church are so important because they have built to a certain extent a relationship with their, with their, uh, their constituents. They know their constituency. And that, that's the partner we've done. And the sign up without this, this idea about calling online, getting online, we, 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 we've done away with that. We do pre-registration, uh, call people, put them on the line. Then you have a connection with people. They don't have to worry about getting on the, on the lines and on the Internet not getting on the lines and all that. We personalize it. So individuals come in there, they don't have to worry about it. They're not going to be seen or whatever like that. They're calling in because they, they're asking us. And we also dispelling this myth that we as blacks don't want this vaccine. Now, I tell you, mm-hmm. is this, in East Texas, that's not true. Because mm-hmm. I can tell yeah. you, I'm yes, in East Texas getting a vaccine, getting enough of the vaccine. Uh, it's into these sites and these areas. So that's what we're going to work on. And as long as we have the supply of vaccine coming to our site, we will not have this continuing problem of this statement made that blacks don't want to take this vaccine because we have information out to them. We work on all sorts of levels from churches through the organizations. We have a volunteer, the Black Nurse Rock Group. There's just amazing groups that are volunteering to stand up to these sites and run these sites. So I'm very excited about what we're doing. But there are some other, other underlying things we need to look at. We, we need to include our youth. Uh, because uh, we are adding a youth component to our, our task force to address and, and listen to our youth in our community. You see now the youth groups are being identified as needing the vaccine, but we have to talk to the youth. They have to, they have to be on board. And so we're doing that as that component. And, of course, we're talking about the food desert. There are groups, you know, there's really no excuse to have a food desert in our state of Texas. I see so many, so many vacant land out here. So we're yeah. working on the discussion of eliminating the food desert in East Texas. I'm excited about what the pastors are talking about doing. But it's also yeah, yeah. we're looking at discussing they. The government <laughs> have a lot of money. The government have a lot of money if they have black farms, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what we're asking them, you give us some of that money, which is going to be a grant for us to develop these these uh, these uh, food deserts. 
address a food desert issue in Texas. People already volunteering on lands that they, and we had, I spoke to the uh, landowners association, a group of black landowners and everything. Yeah. Uh, they're, yeah. they're ready to partner. We're talking about uh, uh, having uh, these uh, markets, the food markets uh, in, in our neighborhoods. So we're going to dispel, we're going to work on this issue of, of food banks. And there are, there are major grocery stores coming on board. They say, if you call us, we'll deliver grocery to your house. Yeah. And if that's true, if that's true, then working with the right uh, dietary uh, recipe, uh, then you can order what any individual needs at their home. And these, these grocery stores, these groups, and they are delivered to their house. So that means we can eliminate, address the food desert area uh, throughout our whole area. And, of course, there's a, there's a group, uh, Tulane's uh, group, uh, social work group, mm-hmm. doing amazing work over in Louisiana on food desert. So we're going to work on that. And then in closing, one of our young ladies who did the initial uh, pharmacy desert in East Texas, she's going to monitor the impact of the, the vaccines in the retail pharmacies and see what impact that's having on the food deserts in East Texas. So we're going to document if it's working, where it's yeah. working, and we're going to have a conference to present all that information. So we're very excited about that. Okay. Okay. Outstanding. Oh, Outstanding. Outstanding. Nothing I want to mention. Uh, you know, when we fight in this, this is, this is like an octopus we fight. It, it, this whole thing we're talking about, you cut one leg off, the octopus have other legs. So if yeah. you go to the other leg, this leg regenerates itself. That's why you see the problem that we talked about 20 or 30 years ago, those problems have resurfaced because we left that, that we were dealing with that octopus at one leg. What I'm saying that to say in all our political candidates, mention health care. Yes, mention sir. you know mention yes. healthcare because at, at, at anything, every level, yes, at every, at every level, level. In every in yes. every candidate, I don't care what they're running for, they need That's to speak exactly. about healthcare. They need to know, I don't speak. They need to know something about healthcare, you know, because exactly. they have constituents in their neighborhood, and that's how they build a relationship. When you talk to someone about someone, we're recommending all the groups, all the programs, put something in there about healthcare and actually the campaign uh, individual to learn about healthcare. Because they look, they look at our, they, they look at the death stats. They, when you look at life expectancy and the life increase, what about two years? We lost mm-hmm. in the last mm-hmm. six months. So we have people mm-hmm. dying for healthcare needs. So we got to address that also. So you knock on a person's door, you need to also know they have other conditions that they need to know about. They need to know that you're interested in them. So that's that's my outstanding, outstanding, uh, Doctor Hadney. So so well said. I, I, listen, healthcare. I believe is the number one issue that we have to work on in this country because if you ha- if you're healthy and you have good health care, you can go to the doctor, have your annual treatments and all that stuff. Then you can go to work and make that economic growth and development happen in your community. And and in the last, I, I'll share this with you guys. In the last 48 hours, I, I say that this is the time of death. It's amazing. In the last 48 hours, I have three cousins. I went to a funeral on Saturday. I have one that was announced during that funeral on Saturday that she had just passed of COVID. And then I had a third one that's 44 years of age. When I got home from the funeral, they announced that he had passed in Atlanta, Georgia. That's three. Healthcare is crucial. And the other thing I want to piggyback on behind uh, Dr. Hagney, Dr. Hagney and I were, uh, we were monitoring um, on Saturday, on Friday, I'm sorry, on Friday, uh, one of the uh, 
churches in the rural area, deep, deep rural. I'm not talking about in, within the city limits. I'm talking about outside in, in the rural area. And we were talking about, he and I have been talking about this data. And so we had someone say, we don't need data. Listen, you need good data, just like Dr. Hagner was talking about. That allows organizations to establish your benchmarks, right, and, and see if, you, if you're moving forward on your goals. See if, if your performance is where you want it to be. You set your goals and then see if you perform those goals, and then you document. We're not just interested in putting a shot in your arm and sending you on your way. He's already told you we're interested in the holistic person, everything about that person, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, the whole nine yards. So how do we find out about that if we don't do a survey? We're going to be the, for this, this, my congregation, this church, this weekend is going to be the first one that we're going to actually do our survey on. Because this is the first official one that the Northeast Texas Task Force, Black Task Force, well, we got others, black and brown people. We got other people that have joined in this organization and working with us. But our primary focus is the black and brown community. So. That's that. Yes. Thank you very much, Dr. Hagney. That was outstanding. Thanks. Anybody have any questions of, of him? Uh, we got, we're so happy to have. I, I, I think that uh, Mr. Arthur will come down, and I believe, and I know that Pastor Cooper will be here. And so uh, anybody else, I know First Sergeant is going to be busy up there getting his uh, boots wet out there on the ground and putting those uh, door hangers out because I think he's got five or six thousand or so that needs to be on the on, on the ground out there and uh, and I'm going to be doing the same thing I got 3,000 that needs to be out here in the community and thank you for Sergeant for picking mine up for me anybody have any questions of uh, Dr. Hagney if you don't have any questions we're going to move on to the children at the border you're welcome ma'am it's what battle buddies do that's exactly what they do exactly thank you yeah. thank you so much for that <laughs> any any question anything uh, Mr. Arthur from you or Pastor Cooper anything in regards to well, our COVID-19 <laughs> and our data. Well, well, I look forward to seeing y'all's program in those 38 counties. In these <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yes. yes. Well, the, yeah, the one they're thing one. that has happened with the counties is that we have now broken those counties down, uh, Mr. Arthur, because it is a lot, but we do want the data from all of those counties. But what happened is because there are so many counties in East Texas, that's why I say there's a lot of people out here in East Texas that needs our attention. So then mm-hmm. some of them are under the health department, some of them are under the state health department. We have region four and five out here. And so, uh, so we all work together as a team yes. to make sure yes. that shots and arms, that's, that's the yes. bottom line, shots and arms yes. by everybody. Yes. Everybody. Yes. So, yes. okay, Miss Rihanna, we're going to go over and move over to the children at the border. And so if you can share any articles or any information that you have pulled up in regards to, because we know that, that we have a crucial issue here. And I think uh, uh, we missed you on last week, uh, Dr. Hagney. But what oh, I yeah. said, and then we can dialogue on this, what I said is that it's going to take the military to leave out of America and go and try to help form some form of democracy in Central America and Mexico and all these other places where all the children are coming because at some point in time we 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 just can't we can't bring everybody, right? 
So, and I'm sure some of these people don't want to leave their country. They just want a safe place to live. That's the same thing mm-hmm. that we want here in America. Even though we have we have killing after killing after killing uh, mm-hmm. of, of black men, and, but we want to we want to live safely in America. So go ahead, Miss Yana, mm-hmm. if you have any articles that you want to share with us quickly, and then we can dialogue on it. Sure. Uh, well, as of um, this evening, actually, uh, CNN just put out an article about the fact that the number of unaccompanied minors currently in U.S. Customs and Border Protection custody um, has dropped forty has dropped forty five percent, according to the latest government data. Uh, by the Biden administration, as of Sunday, there were 3,130 children in custody, um, and that is down 45% from the peak of 5,767 on March 28th. Um, but that's the government has only been providing this data for a short period of time. They were not providing this data during the Trump administration, so we don't have any idea what the actual peak was um, for this round of um, border crisis um, with the unaccompanied children who were taken into custody. Um, So that's good that it's gone down. Um, And I will say that uh, the Biden administration has really been doing a huge effort to try to find homes um, for these children to stay um, where they're safe, either family members or um, appropriate foster um, care so that they can go through their due process here with a safe family and not be in custody because the custody is, they're calling it jail-like conditions we've all seen. Um, And by the way, I do want to say this. Uh, My brother and his wife are certified foster parents, and they're considering fostering some of the kids from the border. If you're a certified foster parent out there um, and they haven't contacted you yet, check our Facebook page, and I'll post um, a couple of different pieces of information that I have if you're interested in fostering um, a child or any children from the border. Hello? Oh, I thought Hello? it was just me. <laughs> I thought it was <laughs> just me that, that everything went silent for. Let me check and see. Uh-huh. Dr. McKellar, you you might have us on mute. <laughs> oh, I'm so Hello, sorry. Hello. I'm, just, I'm just having myself a good conversation I to myself. So. I thought so. <laughs> thank you, Ms. I appreciate that. Let, let me just yes, say ma'am. that I just real deeply, and I found an article. I found an article for 2019. Well, no, the article was not that far back, but it was about 2019, and it said that the highest number that we had of children in custody was during the Trump administration prior to uh, getting 15,000, up to 15,000 during uh, the Mm -hmm. uh, Biden administration, and that's, that's in conjunction with the ones during the Trump administration, 11,500 was the total number. Mm -hmm. It even gave numbers back, President Obama's numbers. It gave back all the way to Bush and Bush number, all the way back to to, uh, 
Clinton. Uh, that's as far mm-hmm. back, I believe, as it went. But during well, 2019, the difference was Congress the, had to get Trump's numbers. Trump, Trump it, administration didn't release them. Congress had to go digging for those. That's true. That's exactly mm-hmm. correct. That's right. They kept it hidden. They never talked about it. But then right. now all of a sudden, in 70 days later or 65 days later, because they started talking about, well, this is Biden's problem. He, he created this problem. No, he didn't create <laughs> this problem. This problem has been going on a very, very long time, a very long time. So I they was didn't just about, about to say that. Go ahead. For was, Go ahead. I was just about to to. to to, we witnessed over 11,000 children when, we, when I helped you, uh, accompanied you down to Brownsville, Texas. That, there, the, you go. there you go. Okay, we, we carried we a were at the courthouse. Yes, yes we, there you go. I forgot. That's right. Let's talk a little bit about that. They tried to keep us out of the courtroom, guys. We went down to the board, and we saw those children down there and what was going on. We, it was a busload of us that went down to that border, and then they tried to keep us out of the courtroom. And so there was 15 of us that were able to get into the court. So I was one of those 15, and I sat there and observed these little bitty innocent children seeing their parents in chains and then some of them sent back across the border and then some of them just put in jail uh, here in America. As Ms. Rihanna laid out, there's, there's, there's lots of people that they're asking to help. But guess what? There are some people don't want these children in their towns. Remember what happened down in El Paso? They said, get these children out. And then Carrizo Springs is the one who has the bulk of them. And so it goes on and on and on. So let's start with you, Pastor Cooper, your comments in regards to how in the world, what do you think that we need to do in order to eradicate this issue that we find ourselves in? Well, the first thing we need to do is stop lying like the governor's lying about uh, issues with with rape and abuse and at the Coliseum there in Dallas where my friend Arthur is. We know he's lying. I mean, he has has no, no names, no I mean, it's a shame. I mean, just creating the same narratives, type of narratives, as our former president would do. And and he saw that it didn't work for him. And they're they're horrible at it, by the way. They're absolutely not even great at doing what he tried to uh, create. So uh, that's one thing we need to stop doing is is stop lying. The other thing is that we need to work with the Biden administration and our vice president, uh, Kamala Harris, as she uh, takes on this. This is going to be... Uh, an incredible task for her to uh, accomplish this. Just like uh, Vice President Biden back in the day when President Obama was president, he had to take on bailing out uh, the automotive industry, which I was part of that. And thank God that I was with two entities that didn't need any of the bailout money, Ford and Toyota. And so, uh, again, uh, I, I come, I'm, I'm tried and true. I, I've been through uh, situations like this. So I am the man for the job for this kind of stuff. We moved. I moved around Texas before. I moved around Texas again. We work with TADA, Texas Automotive, Texas Automotive Dealers Association, to make sure that we were healthy for that time period uh, of the bailout in 2006, 2007. Uh, for a lot of people, you, you would say, well, uh, it's no big deal to drive the same vehicle for seven years. But you, when you're used to getting a new vehicle every 5,000 miles, th- that's my wow. burden. So wow. <laughs> your burden is your burden my burden is my burden. So I, I'm saying mm-hmm. that I've, I've been around issues. Uh, I've been around things that affect the community and, and people 
when you're talking about the uh, GDP, gross uh, domestic product, uh, and automotive industry is absolutely part of that. And I'm also part of the reason why we were bailed. Well, we didn't have to get bailed out, but we were part of the successfulness of uh, Vice President Biden then, and we're going to be a part of the successfulness of Kamala Harris, uh, Vice President Kamala Harris, with fixing the issue at the border. Very good. Yes, sir. Go ahead, Dr. There's a report about the normal black uh, females that's that's in Mexico, a lot of them are from Haiti and, and West and right. African countries. Now, that's see, right. That you know they they've been there for years. That, that, yep. That's what I heard Paul saying. I think the that, number is in the thousands. Now I was telling about. Now wait a minute. Now wait a minute. Look. Uh, now before a lot of money is given to those countries down there, what they should do. Uh, because I think in the report said a billion area, no one tracked that money last time. Now, my question is, my suggestion would be all those black, and I think some of them are black females and how they're being treated there in, right. in Mexico, uh, that's from Africa, Cameroon, and, and Haiti. If people mm-hmm. want to be real about this whole thing, I would say let's bring those black females in, that's been trapped in Mexico for years, that's from Haiti and West Africa and all those areas, work with them first. They've been there for years. Nobody ever talk about that. Nobody mentioned that. That was a report that surfaced that's right. that. Is that is that true? I read the article. I read the article, uh, uh, Dr. Hagney, and I was I could not believe it because it has never been brought forward. I'd never heard that story before until I, and I don't know how I stumbled upon this article. And there was there was two black women in particular that they yes. interviewed that met up with each other and li- and was living and sharing along with a, a gentleman that they were sharing there with as well. Right. And, uh, and but but here's here's what they were told: Why don't you get up and walk on across just like uh, some of these others are doing? And she says, "We are we cannot even leave out of our area." Where we live, right. they are right. holding us right here almost as hostage. Thank you for bringing that right. up. Uh, right. Dr. Some of these people are professional people back in their country. There Nurses you go. And other That's exactly and see, like, you, all, you, you, you see, you can always measure America's honesty by how they treat Haiti. Yeah. If, if you look back in American history and you want to see where really America stands, Look and see how America has treated Haiti down through the years. And a lot of people don't realize why Haiti is being treated the way it's treated by America. But I would say before because we the go people into color. the That's why. Well, there you, you go. Know what it is, Haiti represents the only country in this continent that was overthrown by blacks. Right. That's my that, point. That's, Absolutely. That's, that's, the, that's the fear in America about black males from that time on to now, uh, that whole that Haiti uprising is what is still a fear in America. That's what it translated into. But I would say back to the people who are trapped in Mexico, a lot of these ladies are being abused in all sorts of ways just to make a living and all that. And like, like a lot of these ladies are professional uh, individuals. I would say that would be the first issue to be on the table, that they've been down there for years. Release those yeah. people out of out of Mexico, and then you can do the other things you need to do 
what you need to do with uh, South America. But like I said before, you know, what we need to talk about, bring those people. Okay. See, uh, okay. You see, that was, see, get teachers, the young guys, keep people coming back, coming back, that could be doctors, nurses, and all, to train them to think about going back to that country, back to Central America. Because America is exactly. not where everybody wants to stay. See, that's where we made it. That's where we made that mistake as a race of people coming to America and want to stay here versus redeveloping relationship back to Africa. I, I tell people what we what we're going to see is the reverse of the of the uh, uh, you know, the, nah. the, the uh, ban to this country. And those kids, they could go back to those countries and be doctors and nurses and pharmacists and all that kind of well, the whole group. But see, that's that's a long term program to do that. But that's where it has to start. We ain't made no mistake. We ain't made no mistake. We weren't allowed to, man. We weren't allowed to well, that, go back and I do all that stuff. We well, didn't I have access to that. But, uh, let me say something about Haiti right quick. Let me say something about Haiti right quick to kind of, kind of back you up. Uh, now, now, if you remember uh, Papa Doc and Baby Doc, you remember them? Yeah, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. Papa, okay after Papa Doc and Baby Doc, uh, it, it was this guy named uh, Aristide. At the end of the GP, we worked for about 15 years to get him back in office, right? I mean, get him back mm-hmm. in office. So we finally got it done. That was during the Clinton administration. And then when George Bush and them came in, Colin Powell and them, they went down there and ran the man off. To mm-hmm. go back to what you're mm-hmm. saying, America, mm-hmm. America ain't going to let Haiti rise. And so what I'm saying to you is, you know, saying, yeah, you know, you just go back. No, it, no, no, there's, there, there's an impediment there. There's a... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Black so, there, so it ain't like just go yeah. back. Yeah. See, but we no, like. No, I tell no, people. Go ahead, Dr. I tell people when you when you plan, when you plan marbles in your neighbor's backyard, don't be surprised when you start winning the majority of marbles. He's gonna change the rules on you. That's you that's what we that's what we experience in this country. We haven't learned. We want to keep playing marbles in our neighbor's backyard. And then, again, then we get upset when they change the rules on it. I tell people from the that's beginning. That's why we have our own get, table now. Yeah, that's right. That's, we got that's our, very good. You know, that's why we have our own table now. Play marbles, and that's back to the voting deal. You know, we plan in their backyard about taking voting, how they're controlling us and everything. Get your marbles, get in your own backyard, and develop it your own way. You want to get people to fold it up. As long as you try well, to I, beat the system, they can always change the rules on you. So we have to we have to we have to organize in our community how we're gonna get our people to the poll. Whatever well, you know, know, it, don't follow and, and don't I, follow the procedure. I'm sorry, go ahead. That's right. No, no, I was just gonna say I tell people every single day, everything that happens to us in this country circles back around to the voting booth, to that ballot. But let, but let, I, I just wanna share this quickly with you guys. At Texas Women's University, my undergrad in the College of Nursing there were so many ladies from Africa that came here to get their education, and they were going to go back to their country, but they didn't want to go back after, after they finished their education, their visas ran out, because their countries really sent them here to be educated. I know I went to school with many of them, and then at the end of it, some of them right now that I went to school with at Texas Women's University is right here practicing in Tyler, Texas, East Texas. They went on to become nurse practitioners, and they 
are established, well established. They started actually an African organization, and my two business partners and I, when we started the first black-owned home health care agency right here in Tyler, Texas, and then they invited us to be their friends. We went to their groups, and we, we had dinner with them, and, and now they have a massive group. They are so organized and so strict. They, have, they are physicians, they are nurse practitioners, they are psychologists and social workers. They are all part of, it's probably about 300 of them in their group, but they are a close-knit group, and they are doing excessively well financially. But guess what they do? They always send resources back to their families and to their communities uh, in Africa where they come from. Outstanding. Yes. Yeah. Can I yeah. go back to Africa and teach in those schools down there? That's very good. See, uh, that's what's happening with the churches when they were uh, pastors throughout Africa, uh, trying to work with the pastors down there in Africa. You're fading out, Dr. Hadney. You're fading out. And go back to the medical schools or nursing schools or pharmacy schools in yes. Africa, yes. you'll see a major yes. shift change. Because that's when you look at the resources and everything there, the resources in Africa, I think Africa is going to wind up being the second largest populated country behind China in the next few years. So then that's a major potential. All that expertise they have here, they will just learn to go back to Africa and, and develop that training program. So like the, uh, the uh, Jewish student with Israel, and it will be a major impact, the research, the future. And then we, as a, as a people of color, then we can have a loss to negotiate with. As long Very as we're in here in somebody else's backyard, they're going to change the rules on us. But once we learn to make, and that's back to South America, the health school programs, you know, Cuba used to have one of the best health training programs uh, in the country, in the world. But, see, that, that's what we need to redo that. We need to look at that and not look at this country as our total resource. Gotcha. Very, very well put. Uh, and, and I think Ms. Rihanna helped to open our, our eyes a little bit because of the fact that we're hearing right here in Texas that, that they're not wanting uh, to help with these children. And it's going to take all of us working to help yeah to eradicate this issue that's happening at the border. And then we're also hearing that many of these children don't want to leave Texas. They want Texas as their house, their, their state of, uh, of residency, and probably because uh, many of the people that they want to connect up with, the family members that they may have, may be here in Texas. They're probably here in Texas. But, but what, what about these cities that don't want uh, these children. You you heard what happened with El Paso at last couple of days. They want they want the children out of their their cities and gone. And we know that Mr. Arthur has got three thousand of them in the convention center there in Dallas, Texas, at the uh, K. Bailey Hutchinson's convention center. And and it takes it takes so many people to help to take care. Of these children, and you you have they have lawyers and and Ms. Rana could probably help us with what all is involved with with the certified when they're into a certified home, but just say they're still in in the large uh, convention areas or the large areas like Carrizo Springs, then you got to have social workers, nurses, uh, physicians, lawyers, 
uh, everybody, anybody. Then you have FEMA and you have the American Red Cross and you have all of these various organizations that are tuning in to help. And then you have a gazillion volunteers and then you have paid people because even though people volunteer, but, but you can't expect people to work 24-7 uh, just volunteers. You're going to have to hire staff. And I don't know if you all know this or not, but they're paying like $725 per day per child. And so the complaint, and we can dialogue on this, the complaint that we hear from Americans is, we have children right here in our own America that is not being taken care of. Why would we put that kind of money into taking care of children from another country? Uh, anybody can jump, Ms. Arthur, we can start with you. If you have any comments in regards to that statement, it's all out there everywhere. Well, but, well, well, we, but when is, we have a crisis at our border, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, all I say is that, you know, uh, yeah, we got a crisis at our border, but, but it didn't just happen because you explained that. Ronald Reagan, he just legalized them. That's where he dealt with it. Uh, so, so basically, like I said this is an ongoing thing. It, 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 again, it, and it's gonna, it's a cycle. It's gonna continue until uh, you know through diplomacy and through uh, you know setting up some governments down in South America until you go into those countries. There you go. There you go. Set them set up their economy. This is gonna be a regular thing. Remember, this started way for. I mean, I mean, when I was a kid, like say, you know, they used to come up in and then they leave after after the harvest was over. You know, and then it went from there to staying. Then, you know, Reagan said, okay. Then after that, then then the next group say, well, hey, look, we do it again. We can be legal. So the Republicans actually started this. Very you good. Know, way okay, back. So, so then let's go to our congressional candidate because this is a federal issue. Even though it's happening in state, it's a state issue as well. It's going to be Pastor Cooper's issue because it's happening in each state. It's especially happening in Texas. But this is, if you want to look at the tip top of this, it's a federal issue. Something has to be solved and settled in Washington D.C. in order for us to. Because I still, I maintain and contend, and I could be totally wrong, but I know how the military works. And we got two two other military personnel here, and we have left this country and gone into other parts of the world to try and help to establish democracy in other places, so that these people don't have to run away from uh, their countries that they can stay within. Because I'm just telling you, I wouldn't want to leave my yeah. country and sure. go and live in South sure. America. I don't want to do that. Yes, go right sure. ahead, Mr. Arthur. Hey, 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 sure you do, but right now, you know, our front is kind of weak on that front. Going into countries and setting up democracies when we in here, because <laughs> we, yeah, we don't have it, we don't own. have it here, right? And yeah, I agree, yeah, but I'm just saying, I'm just mm-hmm. saying that's what we've done in the past, and so it, we got to come up with some kind of a solution, and we got to strengthen ourselves a lot better than where we are right now, because we have voter suppression going on and, and a lot of other stuff. We we just finished talking about Dante Wright. And we talked about George Floyd, and, and then we're going to talk about the uh, Lieutenant uh, Karan, uh, Karen, however he pronounces his name. Let's go to you for next, Ms. Rihanna, because you brought in something very powerful, and that is uh, being a certified uh, foster care person uh, to help. Ms. Rihanna, your comments? Well, I think um, the, the reason that, that we should care about this and should do, you know, something about this is not just because 
it is literally a problem that is at our border, that these people have showed up to our border, therefore it is our problem. But the reason that we should put effort and money into foreign aid, which always gets complained about, you're talking $700 a day per child. Well, we know that our foreign aid budget is, you know, a, a tiny 1%, amount of 2%. our oh, right of our overall One, budget. Two percent. That's right. Yeah, it, it, and it's sort of like the, why we put money should put money and resources and efforts into solving the climate crisis. It's the same thing. If we don't sure. solve those problems, um, we do have people come show up at our door and come knocking because we are a a successful and rich country that shouldn't have any of the problems that we have, but yet we do. Uh, But this is where they're going to go when their homes become dangerous hubs of, you know, murder and gang activity and become dangerous for their families or, uh, you know, have – it's the same thing as if they have a client, you know, climate related issues, they, they end up fleeing to come to a place like this. So it's just, it behooves us to help them before it gets to that. But once it does come to our doors, it it is our problem. We, we made a big promise to the world and we should do everything we can to uphold our promises. Very good. Pastor Cooper. Well, you know, I, I agree with a lot of things that have already been said. I just want to add one more E to the E that uh, Arthur spoke of earlier. He spoke of economics, but you have to talk about the other E, and that's the capital E, that's education. So we have to go down that's to third world countries, you know, and educate and uh, and, and create an, eco- uh, an economical uh, system for them. Uh, so when we partner with the, the federal government, the state of Texas, and uh, Vice President Kamala Harris, we need to go down and create an economy for them. That's what China is doing right now. And I know a lot of people don't like to talk about China, but I've mm-hmm. learned in the third world country, Belize, and they're poisoning the water and, and, and they're taking over the communities. They're not just taking over. They're flying folks in from China because they need more space, more room. They're taking over areas that, that, that are like uh, uh, retreats, uh, touristy areas, and, mm-hmm. and, and no one's paying attention to them. So we, we have to wake up, America, wake up. And this is not just about Texas. This is about America, and this is about us That's doing it. the right thing here in Texas. So, so we have to partner with our federal government, not be uh, uh, a Republican or a red state state. We, I don't care if you're a Republican or Democrat. Forget we need that. to work with the federal government. Forget that. There you go. And spend the federal government's money, our money, to right the wrong. There you go. I was in Belize. When uh, on mission trips, and I, I started crying because I'm at this, this forgotten about. First of all, uh, our missions are, are not there. Uh, let me pick on the uh, the clergy now, because years mm-hmm. ago in the 70s and 80s they were going over in these missions, but now these places are uh, uh, dilapidated, uh, obsolete, uh, no longer uh, working, and they're empty buildings that need to be refurbished, redone. So we're not even uh, uh, bringing the word over there anymore. We, we've forgotten yes, about sir. them. You can literally go set up camp in one of these buildings that's sitting there. No one's living in it because they think someone owns it. And we're just walking in, and we're having church in these areas. 
but they need more than this uh, prayer. My, my, my father used to say, it's great to pray for someone. He said, but to give them a coat is a different thing. To give them, okay. uh, uh, to teach them to fish is another thing. He said, don't just give them fish one day. They're going to eat one day. So we have to give them go. a way of life. And that's what we were doing. We were, we were bringing in, um, you know, it's amazing. You know, when people say, what are you going to do, Pastor? What I, it's my life. My whole entire life has been yeah. giving and serving. Paul that's said true. it like this. I am a bond servant. Meaning yeah, that yeah, he yeah. has a choice, but he doesn't have a choice. He can stay That's and it. he can go, but 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 he's he's compelled to stay and do the work. And we would bring in fabric, uh, uh, pieces of fabric, and and they taught these women and and children and, and boys and girls how to uh, how to sew uh, uh, pocketbooks, purses, and backpacks. Mm-hmm. And so what we brought in for free that they thought was nothing but uh, clothing and material. Because if you bring in the wrong things, they're going to catch you. And so it defeats the purpose. So we had to bring in these materials that look like nothing. But on the way out, they were able to sell goods, and they felt good about themselves to earn a living so they can purchase land and purchase buildings and purchase cars and vehicles. There you go. Thank you, Pastor Cooper. That that was outstanding. You reminded me when – and then we're going to go to First Sergeant next, and then we'll uh, end up with uh, Dr. Hagney on this topic, because I think we're not going to get to the lieutenant. It's 947 now. But you reminded me of what the AKA's Alpha Kappa Alpha sorority is doing right now, our, our uh, sorority. We're global. And so once we realize and recognize that even though, yes, we got borders around America, but we, but we spread out into every aspect of the world, we are now making, and this is our, like our probably our fifth year of taking pillowcase and making dresses for little girls over in Africa. And so I thought about that when you said you were in Belize and different places. We live in a global society, and the sooner we recognize that, the better off we'll be. First Sergeant, you're the federal guy on the on the. You're at the tip. You're at the top of the chain up there in Washington D.C. So how do you see this uh, crisis at the border? And what do what do you what would you like to do once you get to Washington D.C. for for these children? First Sergeant, quickly. You know, I, I gotta be—I gotta be honest and be real, because that's just what I am. Uh, we need to confine them in better living conditions because we have yeah. to take them out of the environment that they're in, because Trump administration put them and separated them from their parents, from their yes, families, and all mm-hmm. they have seen for almost a year is an adult who has been an alpha and who's told them what to do and how to do it. Take them out of them, put them in a a World War II barracks. We've got military National Guard. Dress them down and take them out of the uniform and put them in PT clothes. You know, we have to ensure these children that they are in a better place, but we've got to establish it right off the bat. And we have enough of those facilities around Texas that are closed. Yes, sir. And And we could have operated in a moment's notice. We have the resources. We have the training. You can activate veterans to come back on active duty for Amen. this mobilization. So, Amen. So Outstanding. When, when, <laughs> so when you talk about um, how do we stop this, yeah, it would be great to say let's go to the cartel. But the cartel is in some of those uh, rep- uh, candidates, Republicans, party and you know so we need to clean house we need to clean house 
and folks that are coming in the office and, and folks who have been in office the last 10 years, they have been untouchable because they don't know the history. So they're coming in doing things. Veterans cannot be bought. So Very you know, good. they've been giving God and honor, God and country. You know, folks that have been from clergy to military, they have an oath of honor of God and country. And, 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 and you've got to look at that. You have to look at that. I've been in those Central American countries, and we've yeah. cut the, the head off of the snake. And all they do is put somebody back because they understand chain of command. We've Very eliminated good. those organizations, and they, another one forms. So we've got to take care of our house before we go across the water and take care of their house. Thank you for that, First Sergeant. That was outstanding. So well put. And, and I can tell you when I, I had a contract for 20 years uh, with Texas Department of Health and Human Services, Child Protective Services, and Child Care Management Services, all under the uh, under one umbrella, my umbrella. And I can tell you that there were children in the Child Protective Service program that came to our school, but where they went at night was they went to the office and slept in the office with the social workers because they didn't have space, they didn't have those certified uh, uh, homes that Ms. Rihanna was talking about. They didn't have any place to carry those children. They didn't. They were not wanted by their parents. They probably didn't have any parents to amount to anything, so to speak. What I mean by that is that they have somebody in prison and somebody was deceased and all kinds of issues that these children experience. You are so right, 100%, First Sergeant. We must take care of our own children first before we can even think about trying to take someone, take care of someone else. And then maybe we can do it simultaneously while we're taking care of our own. But don't forget our own because we've got to take care of our children. Somebody hit the big word, the E word, education. Ms. Rihanna, is that education that we're talking about? Dr. Hagney, your comments in regards to this. Did we lose Dr. Hagney, Ms. Rihanna? everybody there? Yes, ma'am. Okay. I think uh, we may have lost some people. Miss Rihanna, are you there? Dr. I'm, uh, Mr. Yes, Arthur, I'm, are you there? I'm sorry. I yeah, was on, they were on mute. I'm looking. Yes, that's right. That's right. Okay. Did we lose Dr. Hackney? I'm checking right now. I'm refreshing okay. the page. It All doesn't right. look like M- we've Mr. lost anybody, but we, yes, here we go. Okay. We, we've lost a couple okay. people. I'm opening up those okay. lines. Here's Pastor Cooper and okay. Dr. Hackney. My okay, apologies. what about Ms. Arthur? Yes, there Excellent. we go. Dr. Excellent. Agnew, you're coming. Very, very, very good. I mean, how about the area, uh, education? Uh, you know, uh, we were talking about that earlier today, uh, particularly nominal students who uh, are most of the generation of students out there because what happened with this learning program. So, yeah, we have a major issue with education, learning how to do education ourselves in this country because uh, that's a major issue for this, what we need to do in education. But also, that question I asked about, what happened to our immigration program? Where we mm-hmm. stand with that? I know that's been talked about for years. It's just like a, yeah. you know, uh, that, that seems like that's no phone, like it's closed. You know, so, so what, is Washington do, what, what is Washington doing about that? You know, even right. the kids and all those kids. And they've been talked about for, I don't know how many years. But what's going on on that ball neck on that end? And then well, I, I, I agree. That, yeah. I agree. Oh, I'm sorry. Agree. Oh, go need, ahead. I'm sorry. We I'm sorry. Sorry. Edu- yeah, we need to look at the education mm-hmm. of the kids. When I saw that mm-hmm. picture mm-hmm. the other day with a little, little boy that they found in the desert, oh, that my picture, goodness. 
but he was wondering. He was crying, crying his heart out. Crying, crying his heart Can you, out. You, yes. you imagine him out there in that desert overnight and by himself? No. So that answer, no. yes, we need to do something about that. We can't look at that little kid and see in his heart and we and not do anything. Yes, the answer court, yes, That's we right. must need to do something about that. So we have a ball neck in Congress. They need to do what they're supposed to be doing up on that end. And also we have the resources to educate these kids and with all sorts of poor. And we just need to, someone say, where is Adam? You know, I think. Tony Evans talked about this book about where, we, where is Adam? We, we, where is Adam? He, said that's one thing we want to know where Adam. God is that's right. Where is Adam? We have, yeah, we, yeah, have yeah. Many, we have too many Adams standing on standing on the sidelines. That's side not line. doing anything. Not on the doing side anything. Line. They, they just they just stand on the sideline. We need to, the Adams need to get in there and solve this problem because it will not be solved as long as Adams still stand on the sideline and just talking but not getting in the fight. I get in the bell. So Adam we got four Adams on, 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 on our show tonight. Let's let's go to that's Pastor Cooper. Uh, excuse me, I'm, so I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, I'm it's, so exactly. excited about that. Let's, Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Very good. Let's give Mr. Arthur an opportunity uh, to have a, a, a minute or so because we're getting near the end, and then we're going to let Ms. Rihanna end it for us with her comments uh, because we, we want to get that information that Ms. Rihanna has shared tonight, powerful information. We want to make sure she gets it. And then I'll, I want to talk to uh, Dr. Hagney uh, off air so because I want to make sure that all the areas, spiritual, everything, is on our survey for this weekend so that we can start collecting our data and making sure that we take care of America first. Go ahead, Mr. Arthur, with your comments. This is it. Uh-oh. you got a minute. Uh, okay, I just want to say, hey, Doc, all them people that you're talking about, those are your followers, sir. That's your crew. <laughs> That's his crew. That's correct. I like that. So you need to be respecting your you need to be respecting your crew. That's all I gotta say. Very good. I tell you, he's, you can always sit back and wait on him. He's got. He's going to come down. The, he's he's going to bring it right on down home to you. Miss Rihanna, go ahead with your comments, and then I'll say my final thing, and then we're, we're going to let you play our theme song. And I, I love to listen to this theme song because the words are just amazing. Comment, it's just amazing. But go ahead, Miss Rihanna. Yes. Uh, well, there are tons of. Uh, different websites that I'll list on our Facebook, but I'll give you one right now, right. Bethany.org, B-E-T-H-A-N-Y, Bethany.org. That's Bethany oh, yes. Christian Services. That's just one right. of the groups that has really stepped up. So if you want to foster a child, a migrant child from the border, um, that's one of the websites you can go to. I'll list the um, the other ones on our Facebook page. and. Thank you ahead of time for anybody who decides to step up and do that. And remember to love one another out there. We love you. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's outstanding. Listen, guys, this has been an amazing show tonight. Uh, we did get a chance to talk about the lieutenant. We, it's, it's 9.57. But let me just tell you that I was troubled uh, to see what happened to this young man who has served this country. And somebody needs to pay uh, for the manner in which he was treated is so important for us to take care of one another. And these are people who serve this country, serve it with valor, serve it selfishness. And so let's make sure that people are taken care of. We're going to, this, this, the 24th, I want to say it again, um, excuse me, the 25th, Sunday, the 25th, 
If you're in the Tyler, Texas area in East Texas, come on and join us here at Harvey Convention Center uh, from 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. It's going to be different people from different denominations that are going to be there on that program and non-denominations as well. Uh, Pastor Cooper is going to be one of our persons that's going to be praying for our country, our community, our state. I mean, because we need prayer world globally. We just need prayer. Prayer changes things. We already talked about that. We know it does. And so that's what we're going to look forward to uh, on that Sunday. And we're, we're going to go a Facebook Live out there and, and make sure that people are to remain in their vehicles. And this is going to be in conjunction with uh, Unite Tyler, uh, with Pastor uh, Cullen Holman, uh, who's uh, who came to me and said, can you put this on for me? And then, of course, Unite Tyler and then my campaign. The three of us are putting this together, uh, and so everybody tune in and be ready. Now, that concludes for tonight. This has been outstanding. I thank you so much for being right here with Marvelous Monday. Come right back again on next Monday because we always have some amazing things that we talk about. We have a brilliant team that comes on on Monday nights to talk about what is going on around the world. Thank you. And now, Ms. Rihanna, we'll turn it over to you. It's 9.59. One day when the glory comes, it will be out. It will be out. Oh, one day when the war is Heavens, no man, no weapon. Formed against, yes, glory is destined. Everyday women and men become legends. Sins that go against our skin become blessings. The movement is a rhythm to us. Freedom is like religion to us. Justice is juxtaposition in us. Justice for all just ain't specific enough. One son died, the spirit is revisiting us. True and living, living in us. Resistance is us. That's why Rosa sat on the bus. That's why we walk through Ferguson with our hands up. When it goes down, we woman and man up. They say stay down and we stand up. Shots be on the ground. The camera panned up. King pointed to the mountaintop and we ran up. One day when the glory comes, it will be out. It will be out. Oh, one day when the war is Now the war is not over.
for every man, woman, and child. Even Jesus got his crown in front of a crowd. They march with the torch, we gon' run with it now. Never look back, we done gone hundreds of miles. From dark roads, heroes, to become a hero. Facing the league of justice, his power was the people. Enemy is lethal, a king became regal. Saw the face of Jim Crow under a ball ego. The biggest weapon. It's to stay peaceful, we sing Our music is the cuts that we bleed through Somewhere in the dream we had an epiphany Now we right the wrongs in history No one can win the war individually It takes the wisdom of the elders and young people's energy Welcome to the story we call victory The coming of the Lord, my eyes have seen the glory One day when the glory comes 